Welcome to What's Behind the Silence, the truth no one wants to talk about. Featuring Stacy Cutright and Stephanie Dimmel as your hosts. Hey, dear ones, welcome to our show, What's Behind the Silence, the truth no one wants to talk about. I'm Steph Dimmel, and joining me is my co host, fabulous co host, Stacy Cutright. We are professional coaches, and we both specialize as neuro linguistic programming practitioners putting focus on the way our thoughts, feelings, and emotions affect our behaviors, and more importantly, our outcomes. Also, my focus as a coach is on helping you improve those relationships with yourself, others, and the community around you, while Stacy puts great focus on self-discovery, breakthrough recovery. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Hey, please be sure to uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Youth Thrive Coaching, as well as Stephanie D. Coaching. We want to help you through the roller coaster of life by sharing our personal stories, talk about other struggles that individuals have had that we work with, as well as helping you see a different perspective in the way you choose to your, live your life and that life you deserve. So, what are we going to get into today, Stacey? Today, we're going to get into being stuck. What is it to be stuck? And what happens when we are? I love it. So first of all, audience, thank you for joining us again. We're so excited that you've tuned in with us. And, you know, we hope that you're, um, you know, getting something from this podcast. More importantly, you know, we want to hear from you. If you have questions that you want to ask us, that would be fantastic because we're here for you. This is, this is a podcast that we're dedicating to you, our audience, our dear ones. So um, today, as we talk about being stuck, hopefully some of this will resonate with you and will help you through that, you know, mess of being stuck and find your passion and purpose along the way. So Stacy, what do you want to talk about first? I guess I want to talk about like, what does actually stuck offer us or provide us? And just some things that, um, it's provided me and in speaking with others, a whole lot of hopelessness, a whole lot of anxiety, fear, and also the um, barrier of our great personal growth. And so, you know, one thing that I want to share is in when we don't process through different things in our life, okay, whether it be business, personal, you know, issues that have happened to us um, or the way we feel about ourselves, that's where we become stuck. And oftentimes we ruminate and we have that same feeling, that same thought process over and over again. And so working through that um, is really the beneficial way and healthy way to overcome that. And for myself, I, I was stuck for a while. And so, you know, with using practices of processing through what, it, you know, what is this offering to me? Why is it happening? Um, you know, where is it coming from? You know, I've been able to break through from being stuck to taking action, which we've talked about, and, you know, living the life I deserve. And I think that's so important. Because when you get stuck, a lot of the times you don't even know you're stuck. 
you don't even know that you're ruminating all these thoughts in your head over and over and over. So, you know, I think the first part of that is really bringing awareness to, you know, whether you're unhappy or whether you, you know, are fearing moving on from something that has been so comfortable in life and, um, or something that was so bad in your life that has kept you feeling a certain way about yourself. So what, what, um, what do you want to tell our audience about, you know, being stuck and, and maybe you have a personal story to share or something? Well, I, I there's a couple of things I want to touch on. Okay. One is what I've been hearing over and over recently is, you know, with COVID people have spent um, extra time with their family, spouse, significant others, etc. And they're recognizing maybe those relationships aren't that as healthy as they thought because they're not as busy, you know, and have the external uh, outlets that they used to have. And, you know, one reason that I feel from my perspective, we stay in unhealthy relationships is one, we don't have awareness that that's what it is. And oftentimes why we don't have the awareness is it feels comfortable because you know what? Most of us have come from dysfunctional family dynamic systems. Mm -hmm. And once we have awareness um, and come above the veil of consciousness with it, oftentimes what keeps us stuck is fear. You know, fear of being alone, fear of it might be a financial change, fear of where would I live, fear of what would people think, fear of how may, if you have children, how may that impact your children? or extended family members. And, you know, so I, I think it's really important. I talk about the deep dive, you know, to see, is this relationship really serving me? And in what ways is it serving me? Is it providing energy? Is it refueling me? Or is it just draining my, my fuel tank? And so, you know, that's one, one thing I, you know, want to share. And also, um, I will share a little personal story for myself. Uh, as somebody that, that has struggled with complex PTSD, you know, I was stuck in rumination of past living and past experiences because of being triggered. And what that did leave to is feeling a whole madness and rat race in my head, as well as feeling hopeless. It impacted my relationships because people were like, oh God, here it goes again. And they could almost recite the story or what I was going to say again. And they ended up getting frustrated because they're like, God, if she just could break through that. And, you know, as frustrated as it was for them, it was also actually more frustrating for myself. And um, so I think that in our lives, being stuck impacts us way more than what we are really willing to actually recognize. And it impacts many areas of our life. Mm -hmm. It does. It's so true. And, you know, what, you know, you said, you talked a little bit about awareness, you know, I think that awareness to being stuck is so important, but what I've seen with a lot of my clients, the people I work with is that, you know, 
there's not a whole lot of awareness, but more importantly, there's not a vision of where they want to go and what their life looks like in the future. And, and a lot of them have a hard time looking even six months down the road. All they see is the same thing over and over, the same day replaying over and over because they haven't put a lot of thought into, you know, what that canvas is going to look like, that canvas of life, I call it. You know, what, what are the colors on there? What, what does it look like? What are the pictures you're putting on that canvas of life? And I think that's really important when you're stuck to have that vision of, to move you forward. And without that vision, you're going to be stuck in the same day-to-day worries, the same day-to-day thought patterns, the same day-to-day work patterns, the same day-to-day family patterns. So without that vision and awareness, it's going to be really hard for you to become unstuck. Do you think so? What do you think? I think that's absolutely, you know, spot on. You know, one tool and technique I like to use with clients is a vision board. But on that vision board is, you know, finding magazines that they they enjoy, okay? Or, and being able to see something in real life. And under that real life um, experience or that picture um, is to put a little description. And, you know, whether it is somebody wanting to go to college, you know, and putting on what college they would like to go and just putting on there the bottom of it, the name of the college, or I will succeed at XYZ, you know, college. And I think it's important for us to have a daily reflection and looking at this. So putting it in a place that I don't care if it's on your bathroom mirror where you're brushing your teeth every day and you're just just scanning it. You don't have to spend a lot of time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having it, you know, visual um, for you to keep it in mindset. Well, I think that vision board is so important. And more importantly, I think you want that vision board to be seen all the time. I was working with um, someone the other day and, you know, we were talking about a vision board, but more importantly, we decided to create a room of a vision, creating a room that to where you can look at your vision for your life all the time. And I think You know, the more you put that vision board or that vision room in front of you, I think that, you know, you're, it's going to attach to your subconscious mind and it's going to help you start to visualize what you want for your future. And I love the idea, you know, that, you know, you pull out the magazines because if we don't know what we don't know, we don't know what we want. And so that homework or that research that you have to do as a person to, figure out what is what what is it that I want for my future, even if it's a week down the road. Because for some people, and, and I, I know that you'll probably agree, is that, you know, sometimes that vision is so scary for people. And so that vision, you know, if, if, if the long-term vision scares you, start with a very short-term vision. What do you want tomorrow to look like? What do you, how do you want it to look different from today? If today you are stuck you have all these negative thoughts running through you, you have all this anxious worry and you can feel it in your body, like specifically in your chest and your shoulders and your neck. If you feel that, like start small, start with what are you going to do tomorrow to make tomorrow different from today? Change one thought, 
change one behavior, change one uh, routine, one habit in order to move yourself forward. I think, what is it you say? One, if you can just change 1%, is that what you say? Be 1% better. I mean, that, that is success. That's something to celebrate. You know, you, you're one step farther than what you were. So I think a lot of times when people are like, oh my God, I got to see these fireworks and this big change and folks, that's not, that's not reality, mm-hmm. you know, and celebrate yourself each, each step of the way, you know, can I bring up something real quick that you triggered? Me? You know, as far as going through vision and, and rooms of vision, um, you know, part of that issue um, and not being able to find vision for some is not realizing that they're worth it. They're worth whatever they want to achieve. And I, I will say for my personal experience, yeah, I, you know, that wasn't something was taught. And so around my house, every single room, even my bathrooms, I have positive, um, you know, pictures or um, signage. I mean, when you walk into my, my house, it's just one huge positive affirmation. And, you know, so it doesn't matter if I go into the kitchen, I go into the bathroom, I go into the the laundry room, my office is packed with it. Okay. And what it does is it gives me that energy and that passion to say, I got this, man. I got this. I can think this way. I chose all of these signs. And why I chose them is because each one brought value. You know, I'm looking at one in my office currently, and it says, be still and know. And one thing that was very difficult for me was even to be still and to give myself permission to accept that I do know what I need. I just needed to know that I deserved it. Mm -hmm. So So thank thank you for allowing me to share that. You're welcome. And I think another thing is that we don't do very good as humans is because it's kind of weird because society wants us to celebrate ourselves. Yet when we're having conversations with people about ourselves and we start talking good about ourselves, about something we've accomplished or something that, you know, happened to us that was so empowering for the day or the week or, you know, how, you know, Maybe your social media account's growing, or maybe, you know, you're, you're picking up, um, you know, more progress on a project that you've been doing. You know, sometimes we get weird, I'll just say weird, weird as humans when people start talking good about themselves. And that kind of keeps us stuck in a way, because when we start talking good about ourselves, some people think we're boasting, or some people might think that we're just, you know, we're not being modest about our successes. Whereas, you know, we don't do a good job of celebrating ourselves in order to move us past that stuck. And so if we try to share something with someone and we get this, you know, because we all watch body language and facial expressions and we don't get the reaction that we're, we're looking for when we are celebrating ourselves, what it does, it has an adverse res- effect on us. And we shrink back down farther in that hole of not wanting to acknowledge the good things we're doing on our day-to-day things. Do you, do you think that? 
I absolutely agree with that 100, 150,000%. You know, one thing I encourage my clients to do is as often as they want, I want them to text me or even call me um, and share their go me. You know, I, I said to one client of mine, you know, she, she was really excited about a go me moment that she had. And she did not get the, re, like you were talking, the reaction with her mother. Yeah. And I said, you know what? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to bring over a cake? Do you want me to bring over candles? What, what do you need in this moment? Because I will celebrate big with you on what you just accomplished. Because when we started working together, you, you couldn't even tap into that. There was so much fear with that. You wouldn't even have tiptoed into it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I encourage my clients to reach out, you know, all the time so I can celebrate that with them. Because you know what, to be honest, helping others, you know, what, what I love about this career is it does not feel like work. And why it does not feel like a career is because it's fueling my passion and purpose. And it also, in working with others, it keeps me in check. It keeps me in line. So I'm not one of these do as I say, not as I do, or the hypocritical. It keeps me on my straight and narrow and on my game. And I continue to grow with the blessing and the gift of each client I work with. It is an amazing experience, I tell you. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've coached people my whole life from when I was a teacher and a high, high school athletic coach, and then being a senior leader for FedEx Ground for 18 years, you know, I really felt like I did a lot of coaching. But when I really studied coaching and, you know, became a certified coach, you know, the approach is so different. And it's really about helping people without giving advice, without giving, you know, a tremendous amount of feedback. It's really about helping someone navigate through their own thoughts and their the way they feel about themselves. And, you know, those thoughts that keep them stuck, you know, and that is so important. And can, Hey, can I share a story? I've got a short story um, about a, a young lady that I used to work with at FedEx. Absolutely. Can I pop in here real quick? So I don't lose this thought. Yeah. You know, I don't want people to get the misconception that, you know, um, advice means that we can't offer suggestions. Um, you know, that when working, you know, that, well, what the heck am I coming to a certified coach for? You know, what am I coming to a professional if I don't know where I'm going? And, you know, walking hand in hand as a team, you're not alone. We, you know, I will speak for both of us, uh, if I may, you know, we will help guide you. However, we want you to do the work of discovering inside and trying to come up with the answers first. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of clarify, you know, some people might think advice means that, you know, we're just sounding boards and there's a lot of interaction and, and work that goes into a coaching session. Yeah, I think that's great because, you know, I have people reach out to me all the time that say, I need advice on this. I need advice on that. And I quickly direct them to a free discovery call because, you know, we just can't give advice on things that we don't know the entire situation. And coaching is about really 
helping you navigate through whatever your experience that you're having in your life. And, you know, it's a co-creative relationship. And a lot of people don't know what coaching is. And it's so unfamiliar to so many people. They, many people think it's a counselor or a therapist. And I'm glad we're having this discussion because so many people don't know what coaching is. And coaching really is a co-creative equal relationship that really helps you deep dive into the way you think and feel and those behaviors that you continue to have over and over and over that, you know, give you those outcomes that you don't like. And so we explore that, especially we explore your language patterns. We explore those words, terms, and phrases. Like I, I challenge everybody to say, to, to notice, bring awareness to how many times you just say the word can't. How many times do you say that? Because we truly are what we think and feel. And if you're constantly thinking and feeling that you can't do things, or there's no way you can accomplish that, or that, that there's no way, I don't know how to do that. You're going to stay in that mindset. And so Stacy and I help lift you out of that to empower you to find a different way of thinking and to practice uh, with tools that will help you adopt that for a lifetime. You know, another word uh, that kind of puts my hair on end and gives me the curly cues is mm-hmm. the word should. Yeah, the word should. And because in my, it, my experience or how I choose to, to look at it is that I have choices. I don't want to take that power away. Should is a, is a power remover that I could do this mm-hmm. or I could do that. And, you know, another one that I hear all the time is the buts. Okay. And so where I may some say something you know, to you, and then I put, but X, Y, Z. So I'm, I'm negating really truthfully everything that I said before. So we can have two statements that are true. In fact, if we just uh, slip in and however, you know, Stephanie, you know what? I love your outfit today. However, I don't know that that color is perfect on you. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it takes away, you know, that even some, some uh, judgment and criticism, because if I had said, hey, Steph, I love your outfit today, but that color, that doesn't look good on you. I mean, if you can see the difference of how that can impact one, just your thinking and keeping you more in ownership and power of your feelings and keep it more, more positive. And the reaction that you will get from others is going to be, you know, warm or warmer. Mm-hmm. And you won't have the people getting on the defense and so, feeling like they have, they're being dismissed or that they then have to sit and, and um, you know, counteract that, defend themselves. Yeah. So I know I got off topic there a little bit, um, but I just, you know, that's something that came in my, in my mind. And guys, I will tell you, my mind is always working as stuff. And, and so is, and so is stuff. So let me tell you that I think that's why we're such a good dynamic duo is, you know, we are also always every day researching, teaching ourselves and growing personally not only just personally for ourselves, but how we can better 
assist all those that we want to work with. Yeah. So I have a story and it's about, um, you know, and I think this will resonate with a lot of women. And the story is about one woman. However, I saw this over and over and over during the 18 years that I managed people at FedEx. And I led a lot of teams. And, you know, my the last part of my career was spent here in Dallas. And this young lady worked for me. And the interesting thing about women is that in the career, in the workplace, women never want to promote. And I won't say all women, but the majority of the women that I saw in the workplace never wanted to promote until they understood the job that they were promoting to. Whereas men, they have this mindset where, well, it's a new job. I'll just learn it as I go. Whereas women want to know more about it, they want to learn more about it, they want to make sure they have the skills ready before they jump in, which is really interesting to me. However, I had this one particular young lady, um, she had a language barrier, she um, really had an extreme work ethic, and she was great with people, she had a great personality, and you know, she, she managed herself. She took initiative all the time. And so I would always approach her because she had such great qualities as, as a human being that could lead other people because people respected her. And every time I went up to her asking her if she would promote to an admin or a clerk inside the arrival and dispatch office, every single time she told me, I can't. And so I would ask her every single time, why can't you? And she didn't want to unstick herself from the job she was doing. She wasn't happy with the job she was doing because she was bored with it. She wanted to promote. However, she found a reason to not to promote. And it was because she felt like her language barrier would not make her successful. And this went on for two years. Over and over, she held herself back held herself back, held herself back because I can't speak English very well. And that one little thing kept her from achieving more in life. And when I would ask her questions like, how, how do you think it's going to impact you? Well, I just won't be able to communicate with people. Well, don't you communicate with people now? So because she had this one strong belief about herself, she held herself back for years. Finally, after I left FedEx, I found out she finally promoted. However, that one little belief in herself kept her from moving forward. And when you think about those things, I ask the audience, when you have a belief about yourself that's keeping you from going forward and keeping you from becoming unstuck, is that belief true? And what evidence are you finding to keep that evidence or keep that belief within you, because sometimes we have a lot of beliefs that don't work for us. And I think we're gonna talk about beliefs here in a, in a couple of episodes. But this, this, um, this um, you know, belief kept her back and held her back. And it's really important you know, that when we're thinking about our future, we're also identifying those, be those beliefs about ourselves that are the reason why we're still in the same position that we're in. And 
how do we alleviate alleviate some fears? I think we're going to talk about fears next week, but how do we alleviate fears or get someone else's perspective in order to, you know, really register whether that fear is or that belief is helping you or whether it's hurting you. And so, you know, I love that men just want to dive right in because here's what I want to say. When you promote to a new position, most people don't know this or understand this. When you promote to a new position, of course, there's going to be fear. Everybody has a little fear when they jump into something new. But when you learn a new position or when you jump into a new position, you learn it and you learn as you go. I've never seen a position where there is a full onslaught of training to teach you everything you know. It is a learn as you go. And so a male might jump into a career and they might not know it and they're just going to learn it. And women hold themselves back more because they want to know it before they jump in it. And so I encourage you, if you're in that position, jump in, deep dive, because everything we do in life is a learning lesson or a skill. And so don't let that fear hold you back and keep you from learning new things just because you think you have to know it already to be successful. That's just, that's, I think that's a myth that people go through in the workplace, that they have to know it. I totally agree on that. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, whatever we tell ourselves, we will believe. And that, that, that's just as, as simple. What we tell ourselves, our self-dialogue. So if it's, I can't, we won't. If it's, I will, we will go for it. And, you know, so just like uh, Stephanie had said, you know, I encourage you as well to kind of, you know, look at your self-dialogue, you know, what are, what are you putting in front of you for you to believe? Yeah. And ask yourself questions and whether, you know, where are you getting this evidence from? I was working with a client yesterday that has been holding herself back because of a belief that was instilled in her years ago, years. So put those beliefs in perspective, write them down. Write out, what do you believe about yourself? Which ones are limiting? And find that evidence that supports the limiting or better yet, look back in your future. I mean, sorry, your your past. Look back in your past and find new evidence. Find new evidence to support a different belief that empowers you and moves you forward because there is evidence. For example, if somebody says they are not successful, well, how'd you get to this point in your life? Because you did something right. You were successful somewhere. And what is success? Success is what you think success is, not what society thinks it is. So do, do your homework on your beliefs and research what they are. And if you don't know, start there. I, I, I can't thank you enough for that, for sharing, you know, your experiences that you've had life experiences with others and, you know, giving us kind of a little bit of a roadmap, you know, uh, of things to start thinking about. And, you know, part of that I call dating ourselves, getting to know ourselves is so important. And so as we close up, um next week or our next session i i believe stephanie is this true that we're going to start rolling out with more episodes a week 
yeah, I think we're going to try to do two a week now and hopefully yeah. we'll move to three or four a week, maybe even more. Yes, we've had people reach out that, you know, whether it's they were in tears, whether it was wow, that hit them like a two by four, et cetera. So, you know, we're encouraged, like we had said before, you know, please reach out to us, give us your feedback, um, you know, on Spotify, please like us, leave a review if you, if you would um, be so kind. And so our next episode, we are going to be talking about the great four letter word of fear. So thank you so much guys for, for tuning in and uh, the time that you have allowed um, myself and Steph to, to provide you with. And uh, remember to smile and be kind. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Remember it's You Thrive Coaching and at Stephanie D Coaching. And, you know, we'll put website information in the podcast description. And if you'd like to book a call with us, you know, um, Stacy, you can book a call with Stacy or book a call with myself, you know, reach out to us on social media or send us an email. I'll make sure our emails are in the podcast description and, you know, take that step and make change, change your life to move forward in the direction that you want to go. And don't forget to be better, do better and treat people better. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Behind the Silence, the truth no one wants to talk about with Stacey Cutright and Stephanie Dimmel.